Hi, everyone. This is Eric, and you're listening to Financing Ambition, a Laurel Road podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by nurse practitioner Kim McClellan to talk about public service loan forgiveness, or PSLF, for nurses. If you're unfamiliar with PSLF, it's a federal student loan forgiveness program for borrowers who work within the government or at qualifying nonprofit organizations. Earlier this season, we talked with three doctors who achieved forgiveness through PSLF, and today I'm looking forward to shining a light on how student debt affects nurses and how this program might help. Kim had her student loan debt forgiven through PSLF, and I'm happy to say that she worked with one of our student loan specialists at GradFin to get there. So Kim, welcome to the Financing Ambition podcast, and thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for having me join you. All right. So let's get started with a quick introduction for our listeners, if you don't mind. I'm sure everyone would love to know where you're based, where you went to school and did your training, and particularly how much you had forgiven through PSLF. Sure. Yeah. So um, so I'm based here in the Philadelphia area. Um, I started out, as many nurses do, um, with an associate degree RN um, worked a lot in hospital systems, um, went on to complete my bachelor's degree, and then subsequently my master's in nursing, where I was able to become a nurse practitioner, both family nurse practitioner and women's health nurse practitioner. Um, it's not uncommon for nurses to continue along that path. We, we tend to uh, start our, our education and our careers Um, and then move along to wherever the patients and our mission leads us. Um, To that note, um, I then realized that uh, there was such a shortage in nursing faculty, which of course impacts how many nurses we can have out in the community as well. So I became a professor, um, got my doctorate in education, and then my last um, uh, educational achievement was to be able to become a psych nurse practitioner because of the mental health crisis that's happening in our country now. That's awesome. That's quite a story and a lot of education. <laughs> yeah, and a lot. Yeah, and and that did, did lead me to um, quite a bit of debt, as you can imagine. So I had approximately 69000 dollars of student loan debt forgiven um, because Gradfin um, was able to assist me through the public service loan forgiveness program. Wow. Wow. 69,000. That's great. Um, And it's interesting to learn more about your background as an advanced practice nurse or APRN too. So thank you for that. Um, Before we get into the conversation any deeper, I just want to share some quick statistics for our listeners so that they can get a sense of the financial journey that nurses like yourself go through on the way to becoming um, an advanced practice nurse. So the average cost of a Bachelor of Science degree in nursing or BSN is between $8,000 and $55,000. And the average student loan debt for a BSN student is approximately $24,000. Now, to get a Master of Science degree in nursing or MSN, you're looking at an average cost of $35,000 to $70,000 with the average student loan debt for an MSN student at a little over $47,000. And finally, for DNPs, which stands for a Doctorate of Nursing Practice, the highest level of nursing education, you're looking at up to $254,000 for that degree. 
And the average student loan debt for nurse practitioner students is currently at $185,000. So hopefully that gives listeners an idea of the student loan burden that we're talking about here and that most advanced practice nurses have before uh, Kim and I get back into her personal story. Okay, so Kim, let's get right into how you managed your student loan debt and were able to have that nearly $70,000 forgiven. I know from prior conversations that you had a bit of a difficulty finding the information you needed about you know how to qualify for that forgiveness amount, and then you stumbled upon GradFin. And I know the PSLF program is notoriously complex with frequently changing rules and requirements, and just it's a lot to navigate. So can you talk a little bit about uh, that and how you ended up hearing about GradFin? Sure, I'd love to. Um, yes, so so as you already mentioned, um, Eric, the um, public service loan forgiveness program, that's not new. Um, however, um, the waiver was something that was new. And um, so I did know a bit about the public service loan forgiveness program, um, but really until I was able to find out about GradFin and how they can assist, um, and I found this out through um, a webinar that was uh, put on and then advertised through the American Nurses Association, which I'm a member. Um, prior to that, I, I really um, had not thought that this program was going to work for me. Um, I had spent over 25 years in the public um, realm of care, um, community care, uh, worked for, as I said, over 25 years in um, positions that would normally qualify someone for public loan forgiveness. But the problem is, and, and I'm not unique here, is that through many years and many loans and many school programs, um, my loans continually were placed with other lenders into and moved without really my understanding um, into these predatory loans. So every time that happens, um, your loan, even though you may have worked for five or 10 years, your loans could move into an entity that are, they're not um, any longer qualifying for these 120 payments, as you mentioned. Um, and often it's not really known to um, the person who has the loan um, that this is even happening, if that makes sense. Um, so you're lost kind of in this system um, with no one really to help you navigate. Uh, when I found out about the program that um, the ANA was sponsoring through GradFin, um, I, I did listen in, but I have to admit, I, I was not hopeful because of all my years of experience that this was just another program that was not going to work for me. Yeah, I've heard that before, actually. Um, and before you go on, I just want to give some quick background information for our listeners around the limited PSLF waiver that you mentioned just to make sure everybody can keep up with us. That PSLF waiver was a temporary change to the PSLF program rules, and that allowed borrowers to receive credit for past periods of repayment or deferment that otherwise wouldn't have qualified toward PSLF. And that waiver, that limited PSLF waiver ended on October 31st, 2022. So Kim, I'm very happy for you that you were able to get in there before that expired. Now, this is not to be confused with the one-time account adjustment 
uh, for folks enrolled in income-driven repayment, or IDR, another federal program available through the end of 2023, which we discussed in a couple previous episodes with GradFin's Chris Walters and Joseph Price Galt. The one-time IDR adjustment, that was meant to help correct program inconsistencies so that more federal borrowers could also get credit where credit was due. So in my case, being able to take advantage of that one-time IDR payment amounted to a pretty significant forgiveness. And it sounds like in your case, uh, that temporary or limited PSLF waiver had a big financial impact for you too. It absolutely did. Um, Gradfin was able to help me navigate through this public service loan forgiveness waiver program, um, really helped me to understand how this program is different um, than all the others um, that I just always would find out that I didn't qualify for, that there was certainly um, a way, and and there is some work to it, but with Gradfin, I had someone help me um, and advocate in a way that I was able to navigate the program, um, put all of the, the loans absolutely into an entity that would qualify and then be able to have credit for all the payments that I had made. Um, I had spent 25 years paying for my loan. Um, so it was it was nice to have someone help me find a way to actually document that, navigate a very difficult system that's really set up to, to not be so helpful. Yeah. And it sounds like you got educated about the about the program with that first GradFin consultation, but it seems like your experience working with GradFin beyond that consultation um, also was really helpful, which is great to hear. It sounds like it's a lot of moving parts, you know, to keep track of. So I'm curious, you, you mentioned a little bit about this, but exactly how much did you know about PSLF in, in general before you had that first consultation? Did you know, I know you said you, you didn't think you would qualify for it, but did you know how complex it actually was? Did you know it was um, even among your choices? And if so, did you know about just how deep it was in terms of the required paperwork, et cetera? Um, I didn't actually. Um, and I knew obviously the, the complexity was something that kept shutting me out. <laughs> um, but, but um, you know, the, the system is really somewhat set up that um, you only find out the next step after you go through three prior steps, mm-hmm. you know, so if you never are able to get past that because you don't really have someone to help you navigate it, um, you never really get the whole picture. So that is something that that having, you know, an, an advocate um, and a very knowledgeable entity like a GradFin counselor helped me, helped me navigate and, and learn the complexities and actually how to make them a, a, a bit more simplified. Got it. That's great. So, you know, one thing I know you and I both know, Kim, is that nursing school enrollment is not growing fast enough to meet what is the projected demand for nursing services, both uh, RNs and advanced practice RNs. In fact, the American Association of Colleges of Nurses reports drops in both uh, PhD and master's nursing programs by 0.7% and 3.8% respectively. So I wonder if, you know, nurses not knowing about PSLF is a factor in that drop off. And, And, you know, I know you work with many early career nurses what is your sense of their awareness level of PSLF? You think it's are they in the dark and much like you are? You think I I really do believe they are. Yes, um, and and I think it it's it does as you noted noted it does absolutely 
have an impact on um, how many students decide to go into nursing as a career. Um, you know, we we are tend to be as nurses um, highly educated, but not always highly compensated for for our level of education. So to take on this type of debt is 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 daunting for anyone. Um, but if you're not quite sure how you're going to pay that debt, um, you know, we always have jobs as nurses, but they don't always pay us, you know, in a way that we can, um, you know, acquire this debt and feel like we can also take care of that. Um, so, and especially, I would say, um, this is true of nurses who are driven into the community setting, which is really where the profession is going. Um, you know, there's such a community need. Um, there's such a, a population health focus now um, in our profession. Um, and for a, a nurse to decide to take that on as a mission, um, especially with the mental health crisis and the substance abuse crisis happening, um, you're going to work in settings that there's such a need, but not necessarily a, a way to, to compensate or forgive some of these loans in the employer Um arena. Um, so I think, you know, nurses don't necessarily know about this. And, and this really what we're talking about is the whole reason that the public service loan forgiveness program was even created um, is to drive medical professionals, including nurses, into the community where there's such a need and, and there's such medical um, underutilization of care. Absolutely. You know, the doctors that we spoke with on the, the previous episodes that I, I mentioned um, echoed a similar thoughts, particularly about the early stage doctors just not even knowing about PSLF as an option available to them. Um, so, you know, the lack of awareness seems to be a big problem across healthcare. Um, and I, it sounds like in with nurses specifically, um, the fear that maybe working in the areas where they're most needed is not going to be able to compensate them enough to pay back such a um, an expensive educational path. So um, that's a problem we're hoping to help solve here at Laurel Road, I should add. Um, so thank you for, for that story. I know we're getting toward the end of our time together, but I, I definitely want to be sure to ask you about the most exciting part of all of this, which is, of course, the actual forgiveness event that you experienced. And I'm, I'm curious, what did it feel like for you when you found out you had one finished out your 120 qualifying payments um, and two, that the rest of your debt about $70,000 was forgiven? I, I had to, um, <laughs> I had to pinch myself to use an old saying um, be because there's, there's so many times, um, you know, that I really did believe right up until the moment that I received the letter and saw it on my website that they were all forgiven. Um, I had to, you know, remind myself that um, that this could happen because I really didn't believe it till it did. Um, so I was ecstatic because I, I really did believe um, for many, many years that, um, you know, I was going to have this debt forever. I'm sure. I'm sure. And I'm glad to hear that you didn't. Um, congratulations to you for that. That's really awesome. Thank and you. Um, it's a great note for us to end on today. But before we go, I want to ask you what's some advice that you might have for early career nurses who might be listening and might be worried about, you know, how they'll manage their student loan debt based on where they intend to practice or, you know, who also might be interested in pursuing an advanced nursing degree like yourself, but they, they feel discouraged by, about that debt. 
Yeah. So I think that the first thing I would say is don't give up. Um, you know, you, you're contemplating an, or have contemplated an, a profession of nursing and you're choosing this because you want to care for people. So don't give up because of the cost. Um, this public service loan forgiveness program was born out of exactly this necessity um, because we, we as a country um, wanted to be able to put a program together that would drive and allow medical professionals like nurses and physicians to go into the community arena where so many people need help. Um, so don't give up, um, but also be very careful with who you trust as far as giving you advice on where to put, put your, your loans um, and make sure that, you know, if, it, if it's with Gradfin or Laurel Road, or if you find someone else, just make sure that you are able to find an advocate and someone that's knowledgeable that you can trust um, so that you don't get stuck um, really in debt that you don't need to incur. Um, these programs exist and, and people like Gradfin and Laurel Road know how to help people utilize them. Um, so you really can fulfill your mission to care for people. Thank you so much, Kim. Um, anyone out there who has more questions about PSLF and how to qualify, what the program entails, you know, we will include a link to schedule the free 30-minute forgiveness consultation with a student loan specialist in our episode notes. And we hope you're able to take advantage of that just like Kim did. Thank you, Kim, again, for joining us today. We appreciate it. And thank you for listening, everyone. For more information on student loan forgiveness and repayment options for nurses, visit laurelroad.com nurses and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And stay tuned for the next episode of Financing Ambition. Only the U.S. Department of Education is able to make a final determination of whether a borrower's payment history is compliant with federal repayment programs. See studentaid.gov for more details. This podcast is produced for information purposes only and is not an offer or solicitation of any product. Any views, opinions, findings, and conclusions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of Laurel Road or its affiliates. Laurel Road, KeyBank, and its affiliates are not providing any financial, economic, legal, accounting, or tax advice or recommendations in this podcast. The information contained in this recording may not be current and Laurel Road has no obligation to provide any updates or changes. Neither Laurel Road nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty of any kind as to the accuracy or completeness of the information in this podcast and expressly disclaims any and all liabilities around such. Our guests may have received compensation for promoting Laurel Road. Unauthorized use or reproduction of this podcast is expressly prohibited. Loan approval is subject to credit approval and program guidelines. Programs, rates, terms, and products vary and are subject to change at any time without notice. Student loans, mortgages, personal loans, and credit cards are not FDIC insured or guaranteed. For more information and full disclosures, go to laurelroad.com. Laurel Road is a brand of KeyBank, member FDIC.